0: Welcome to the Travelling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests.
1: Hello everyone, this is the Travelling Image Makers Podcast and this is your host Ugo Chey. As I'm recording this, I just finished setting up the details for one of the trips I will be taking in 2016. And that is a trip to the city of Rome. One of the reasons I'm going to Rome this year is to meet my good friend Valerie Jardin, who is leading a workshop there in April. Valerie is a street and travel photographer, a workshop instructor, and the host of the TWIP show Street Focus. Uh, we've been in contact for many years, and so it will be a great pleasure for me to see her again in Rome. When I asked Valerie to be my guest on this show, she graciously accepted, so here's my interview with Valerie Jardin that I hope you will appreciate and Remember, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. that helps a lot. Thank you very much. Hello, Valerie, my dear friend. How are you
0: bonjour hugo nice to uh, nice to talk to you again
1: I think we it's the fourth time that we are uh, on uh, Recording a show together, I think yes. it was on your shows twice, and you were mm-hmm. on my show once. And so next time, it's uh, it's up to you, your turn to, to invite. Me to <laughs> Sounds <our show> good. <laughs> if we need to to keep up the, the good tradition.
0: That's right, and we met once in between.
1: We in met person. once in between. We had a few hangouts when we were together in uh, the the and I was that's in right. your cohort. You were my mentor, so and we're we're, we're old, old friends. Friends now. Yes, <laughs> that's great. So what's, what's new in the world of Valerie Jardin? What's, what's been oh, going on well, recently with you?
0: Uh, well, there's going to be a lot of new things, which I cannot announce quite yet. But uh, so that's happening in the next few weeks and months. But other than that, uh, I'm kicking off the 2016 uh, photo workshop season actually next week in Paris um, in January uh, with a street photography workshop. And it's the first of several that I run in Paris every year. I'm located in the US. So um, I go back home several times a year and in January, it's just a weekend workshop, but usually they're week-long. And uh, what else is a lot? San Francisco, there'll be Rome again, and and then Paris a few times, and Vancouver is going to be new this year. Um, new York, of course, that's always uh, one of my favorites. So uh, just uh, having fun, sharing the love, sharing the passion, meeting new people. and. Uh,
1: so and, uh, you, you're expanding your the number of your workshops you do. I don't think you used to do so many in Paris, maybe. or um,
0: Well, it's been between three and four uh-huh. every year for uh-huh. the past two, three years. Yeah. Uh, some weekends and week and week long. I don't do the two week long back to back like I used to. Um, but I, I'll do occasionally like a week long followed by a weekend. It's a lot less wear and tear than doing two weeks back to back. It's uh, people don't don't realize how how much work it is uh and uh it's pretty much
1: nonstop.
0: and uh tw- two weeks is a long time when uh you know uh, two weeks with two different groups is a long time but yeah even um, if
1: you are in uh, your home city i would say no not yeah. home city right now but your uh, place where you come from
0: yeah it's, it's still um you know it's you have to think of everything yeah. and uh and some of my workshops are, I people have options of full package or just tuition package. And full package, I mean, you have to take care of accommodations and So you really have to wear a lot of hats.
1: Yeah. So I I guess it's a bit easier if you go to Paris because at least you know the language and uh, you're familiar with the place and you know where to go. But probably it's a bit harder. This this will be your second time in Rome, if I'm not mistaken. And then you're going to Vancouver and you've Mm -hmm. been to Melbourne. So I was curious, uh, how do you uh, organize uh, that? Do you have somebody local who supports you with that? Do you do everything remotely?
0: Yes, actually, my first Rome workshop, I had a local, she's actually a, a, a friend, she was a former workshop participant uh, in the Paris workshop, and she owns property in Rome. So she's in Rome all the time. She's American. But um, so she was my local contact and my local guide, because I can teach what I teach anywhere. And it's actually, I think, sometime even... An advantage when it's new to me because I see it through fresh eyes at the same time as my students. and um, and then uh, like Vancouver, same thing. I will make a trip there this spring. And I teach in the in the mm-hmm. summer, but i I will have a local a local guide even for San Francisco and I know San Francisco quite well, but sometimes it's just that you don't have you don't want to have to worry about um okay public transportations and all that stuff when you have to focus on ten people and and teaching answering questions and and then you ha- it's it's so good to have somebody to Count on for the logistics part of uh, okay you don't want to have to look at a map because you forget you know okay oh is it this way or that way so I like to have a local guide whenever possible um, and that's just much more fun and it's also fun to have a local give some of their experience and cultural things you know cultural experience like I can provide when I'm in Paris and I think that's why my Paris workshop is so popular is because that's home and you uh, and I grew up in France, so I they they get the cultural aspect as much mm. as the photography aspect of the experience.
1: I'm yeah. curious uh, when you go to to Paris or Rome, is it how much do you plan in terms of locations and uh, streets, squares to go to, monuments? Uh, is it very much planned, or sometimes you just look at the map and close your eyes and point the finger to some place. Oh, let's go there. (laughs) Uh, There is always a
0: plan, but because my groups are so small that it's so easy to just change the original plan. Okay, you know what? This is such a cool street because we go from point A to point B as a group. Then when we're at point B, we split up, then we regroup. But sometimes, you know, you can't have a rigid schedule. So I said, maybe the photo walk is going to take four hours. We could be out there for six because mm. I want to give everyone the time they need. And sometimes you find yourself in an area where something is happening that wasn't scheduled that we didn't know about, or you find yourself in a, a neighborhood that you just want to explore even more and some some narrow streets that you were not even thinking you'd discover. And it's like getting lost on purpose, really. So... Uh, so when we meet again, we regroup and I said, hey, you know what? This was pretty cool. Should we just spread out, you know, and then I, I mix it. Then I go with another student. So I always give one-on-one attention and I shoot along the way with my students. Uh, so that's a good time to uh, spend time with a different student. And then we explore some more. Some may feel like they've, you know, they've covered it and they'll just go have a cappuccino and, you know, just just chat and chat talk with some local people it's i think that's the thing you have to be flexible i don't i don't want it to be to be uh we don't have to worry about good light bad light you know Mm -hmm. we're shooting street photography travel travel in general but with a big emphasis on street photography so we can shoot all day and so it's also a lot about the culture and the and, and absorbing that and staying away from the the busy tourist traps really um yeah, and I think
1: uh, we are sometimes, at least I am guilty of uh, planning a bit too much in detail mm-hmm. where to go because sometimes you just have so few days and you want to see everything or at least as yeah. much as possible and you end up just going from place to place and sometimes not enjoying. So it's, it's nice to sometimes to just relax, explore a neighborhood oh. you didn't know and just… Get lost, wander around.
0: Oh, exactly. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people who travel uh, make. I know it's it's how Americans travel because they feel like they have to pack in as much as possible on their European vacation, for example, and they'll do five cities in five different countries in six days. And what's the point when they could have spent a week in one part of one city, you know, and really and really getting to know that city and the people. Um, so you jumping from bus to bus or train to train and you don't see anything. I mean, by the time they return home, they, they look at their pictures and they probably can't remember, okay, was this London or Paris or where was this? You know, because it just looked a blur. And, uh, and you could spend a lifetime in Paris and not see it all. So by all means, when you go there, at least spend a week or two and not even try to see it all. Just just get lost in a neighborhood for a day, and sit at a cafe for a couple of hours. That's the good part about Paris. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you get your coffee, you own your spot for the day. If you want to, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and observe. Just uh, live like a local, really.
1: I should probably take take that advice. Uh, I'm, I'm in the stages of planning uh, a trip to southern Spain in March mm-hmm. and I've never been to that part of Spain and uh, there are so many cities to visit there We put at least three on our schedule but it's only like six days we have It's a lot it, it's uh, it's a lot of places so we should, might just skip one of the two and see how it goes. Yeah. No, one of the three, I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah, um. I, I, try, like, I, I know we're going on a, a little family trip, actually, to um, Seattle in, uh, in March for, um, to visit a university for my son. And, uh, and we're planning on going to Vancouver. And they're really close together. It's, what, two, mm-hmm. two and a half hour drive, maybe? So we're flying into Seattle and flying out of Seattle. We have a week. I could very well spend the whole week in Seattle. And it'd be completely fine. Um, but because you you fly out there, you figure, okay, there is Portland and there is Vancouver, and they're both really close. So we'll probably try to hit all three cities in a week. But I feel like we'll only scratch the surface. And, uh, and that may be, you know... I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But uh, when it's a family vacation, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But if I go out just for photography, I just like to take my time and really explore and and it's just and get to know the people, especially um, and talk with talk with people a lot. That's to me. That's always those personal connections that make the trip special. And even when uh, when we travel as a family, like we were in New York. Um, on our last spring break vacation with the kids. And uh, and I know a lot of people everywhere th- just through the photography and, and the workshops and so forth. And uh, just the, you know, like we had a private tour of the UN through a, a, a friend who works there. And that was probably the highlight of the trip for my kids is just to know to meet that this uh this one person who gave us this tour and that personal connection much more than any any tourist spots that we hit during our our vacation
1: speaking of the the places you are more familiar with like like paris or maybe <coughs> now rome uh do you have any locations to, to suggest any spots that can't be missed uh, or some of your more secret spots if you can reveal them other uh, than uh, other than advising secrets. people to uh, come to on your tour where you will bring them there but
0: <laughs> Oh no can't. and I I changed I changed that all the, I change it all the time that's the good part about um like Paris and doing the workshop in Paris several times a year it's never the same workshop and I have a lot of people that come back to it, um, you know, a second time or even a third time. So I mix it up. I mean, I have some of my favorite spots where I know you have to bring people there, but it all depends on the season. Like as much as I love Montmartre, it's just not fun at all to go in the spring, summer, fall. It's just too busy. You want to see Montmartre on a rainy day or in the winter when it's not as busy. It just ruins the whole experience to go there when it's so full with tourists you can't even move around so uh i think that's when you need to make those those um you need to make those decisions depending on the season if you're there for a weekend i mean definitely avoid all those those famous spots because it's going to ruin the experience i much prefer exploring i i love the fifth district that's mm. usually where i spent most of my time, and that's usually that's base camp for my workshops. And uh, I can explore those streets all day long, so and uh, mm-hmm. just just focus in a neighborhood. And if I think if if you're in Paris, just focus in one neighborhood for a day, and don't try to just see too much. I think that's often the mistake people make: is they just try to see too much. Like in Rome, uh, Trastevere was probably my favorite neighborhood. Um, I just loved just getting lost through those streets, and I felt it felt much more authentic um, and more removed from all the tourists. Don't don't you agree?
1: Yes, totally. So the the fifth would be the uh, Cinquième, right? You would say in French. Uh, what, what, what's that area? What's the, what does it the include? The fifth.
0: Uh, so it's a uh, the Pantheon area in oh, okay. Paris, Pont le Pantheon. Um, it's Hemingway's neighborhood. Uh, yeah. um, So it's the really narrow cobblestone streets, um, uh, Marché Mouffetard, which is the oldest market. I mean, it's become so popular and touristy. But if you see it in the winter, for example, then it's all local people and very few tourists. That's why I actually love being in Paris in January, because it's so much more authentic. I do not enjoy it in the summer at all. And I usually make a trip there in the summer just just a, as a family uh, visit, but um, it's not the time I would want to bring anyone there for photography, because it is just too packed with tourists. So, um, but everywhere in any big city at any time of the year, you can find those spots that only locals go to, and uh, and those are the ones that you want to photograph. What's the point of photographing tourists with selfie sticks? You know, it's not really what you want to bring back. <laughs> From your vacation to a to a destination uh, far away.
1: So you do street photography workshops, or you are a street photographer. Um, can you expand maybe a bit on the difference, if there is a difference, or there is a relationship between street photography and travel photography?
0: Well, first. Um I don't only shoot street. My the weekend workshops are focused on street photography, but the week long are all about making your own iconic images of a place and and it's your story of a place. So yes, street photography as a huge is a huge aspect of that because what's the point of coming back with photographs where there are no people? Uh, the people are the soul of a place. And if all your images are devoid of local people, I think they're missing a lot. And um, and I think it makes your life a lot easier, too, as a photographer, if you embrace having people in your shots. Uh, because you can shoot anytime. You don't have to worry about, you know, having to uh, remove the people from your frame. Um, and really, it's about, it, that's what the culture is about. So um, it's about storytelling. So you you need when uh, when people travel, they need to think of. Um, if you page through a travel magazine, you will have the the double spread with iconic landmarks and so forth, and then you're going to have some some more some medium shots uh, of market scenes and and uh restaurants and so forth and then you'll have some close-up shots of of images that like a menu or a close-up on a, uh, a a cup of coffee or or um people exchanging money at market and it's really those those uh those close-up shots that will tie the story together and that's why when uh when i i teach a, a week-long class it's it's about gathering all those images, so yes, the main focus will be street photography, but along the way, you can capture so much more than that you know the the texture and on uh on on a an old door and uh, so the the goal is to put together a uh, a book of the week in Rome or the week in paris and uh, and for that, you need to capture those little details of everyday life and uh, and that's why it's important to have your camera all the time sometimes it's about even finding um, another thing that I urge my students to do is to find a location something really special to them it could be the view from their hotel window it could be the the way the light hits a certain um, object and then photograph it different times a day under different light situations and and um, and and practice that way. So so they have um, ordinary objects and and things that bring back their 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 trip um, to life. You know when they when they're back home. Yes, like you go to you on a trip to Paris, for example. Before you leave, it's the first trip to Paris. The i the image of Paris that you'll have will probably be the Eiffel Tower. Or the Champs Élysées, or whatever big landmark that you you think is an iconic place of Paris. I can guarantee you that when you come back from Paris, that is not what will that will trigger mm. um, Paris to you. It mm. will be it may be you know the the little lady with the poodle and the baguette that you saw every morning down at the bakery, or it could be just uh, um, local people chatting at market or whatever. That's going to be what Paris is to you after you really spent time there and not any of the iconic landmarks. Does it make sense? I feel like I'm rambling, so but... Uh, it, it
1: totally makes sense. Uh, I think what you are also meaning is that you want to to create a story yep. with a shot or with a series of shots that tell a little bit more about uh, the soul of a place and uh, and not just uh, the monuments, the iconic uh, landmarks.
0: And that's something people can actually practice in their own city. Um, try to make a story of your own city with a series of images, the establishing medium and close-up shots, and uh, and practice that way. because. Uh, 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 imagine your city being the vacation vacation destination for somebody else because it it actually is, you know, it may may look boring to you, but it is a vacation destination for somebody else. So practice that way, that way, because it's so easy when you travel to a new place to be so scattered because you want to capture it all. And if you don't have a little bit of a plan of, you know, the types of shots you want to capture you're going to have a whole lot of images that are not connected together, and um, and yes, you'll want to get the landmarks. I usually don't, because <laughs> I find landmarks uh, just overdone. But if I do, I will, I will find ways to photograph them in a unique way, um, and that's actually one of the exercises that I give my students wherever they are is to photograph a specific landmark in a way that I haven't seen before and that's quite a challenge but if you think of it by including people you create your own unique unique images of a place because nobody has shot that specific place with that person and in front of it or near it or in your frame Before. So you create your own iconic images that way. Of course, you have to put a little more thoughts into it. But um, so by including people, your images become much more unique and much more interesting than what's been done over and over again. I mean, there is no way the Eiffel Tower hasn't been photographed that you're going to do, you know, that you can. It's going to be hard to find a creative way to do it. But, you know, by working with including uh, human elements in your frame or working with creative reflections. I've seen shots through my workshops that people have produced that I had never seen before of the Eiffel Tower. And that's always pretty cool. Uh, some really, really creative ways of, uh, of approaching uh, an iconic subject uh, in a different way. And that's a really tough exercise, but it's also very, uh, very interesting to do.
1: Yep, yep. I completely agree with you on that. And I, and again, I plead guilty of uh, taking too many iconic shots of landmarks. <laughs> I, just, I just can't yeah. help myself at times. But.
0: yeah, and and um, I think I was I, I used to do that also. Now it's just I I don't even see a, the big picture. Like when I was, um, <laughs> for example, a few years back, I went to Washington D.C. and. I came back with a lot of street shots, but a, a lot of other things, because it was my first visit to D.C., and um, somebody asked me, well, do you have a picture of the na- uh, nation's capital? And I said, yeah, and I showed one, and it was actually a reflection of it. I don't have any picture of the capital building, but I have a reflection of it, and um and a lot of people have actually looked at that picture and were very intrigued by it, how I had captured that reflection. Was it water? Was it a marble surface? And it was actually a reflective surface. Um, and that don't think that had been done many times before because people were re- really had a lot of questions about, how did you get the shot? and. I never even really looked at the whole building. And by, and back then, it wasn't under construction like it is now. It's even more difficult now because, all well, you know, well, scaffoldings and everything. Then you have to be even more creative. But uh, that's just me. I'm just not interested in capturing the postcard shot. I find that just boring. I mean, why not just pick up the postcard at the airport?
1: Yeah, but sometimes uh, I do a lot of trips with the family.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: puts things maybe in a, in a little bit of a different perspective because i I cannot just come home like we are going to as i said south spain we're going to seville and the cathedral of seville is one of the most beautiful churches in the world and if i come home and i don't have a picture of that then my family is going to to show the photos that we took to their friends and family and where is the cathedral (laughs) there is none so i have to take that
0: (laughs) That's true, yeah. And then, but then it gets frustrating because yeah. you're going to have hordes of tourists in front of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. Yeah. But they, they don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, the, we're the ones
1: who are... They, they don't see them. I mean, I don't know That's if true. it's just because we are photographers and we yeah. tend to look at certain details and they just don't.
0: So yeah, there might be true.
1: a ton of people in front of the cathedral and it's <laughs> under bad light and the horizon is uh, crooked and they just don't care. It's yeah. a picture of one of the, they're right. probably not seeing the photograph. They are using the photograph just to elicit the memory of the place as they yeah. remember it. Say, oh, yeah. it was really beautiful. And they yeah, don't see the defects in the photo as much as we do, at least, I think. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, I I think because, well, I do travel with my family, uh, but then photography becomes, uh, it's definitely not my focus. I mean, Uh the camera actually is with me, but I just grab shots here and there. I never make it a priority to to grab shots Um, because I have the luxury of traveling and spending so much time with just photographers the rest of the year. So my approach now is a little bit different, Um, I think. Because of that, um, photography is not my focus when I'm on my f- mm-hmm. uh, a photography vacation. Um, when I'm on a family vacation, just because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's what I do the rest of the time. So I really make a big effort, but it's hard. You know, it's it. You have to um, turn it in a way that is not going to become very frustrating. And and usually I do that by looking at it as a challenge okay by just having the camera with me but never never taking the time to um to compose i mean never never taking time just for the photography just grabbing a shot along the way how many keepers can i have at the end of the trip that's usually the way i keep it exciting and not frustrating (laughs) because it is it is frustrating, you can't really expect your family to wait for you for an hour, you know for the right subject to enter your frame um but um well, then you have to plan it differently. You have to try to get out at different times of the day and so forth
1: um a totally different question. What would you tell someone who is not sure whether to take a, a photography workshop or a photography tour on location? what do you think are the main benefits? Of attending a workshop with a professional photographer.
0: Oh boy. Um, that's that's hard because it's also I mean, yes, there is the learning and spending time with the photographer whose work you admire and you wanna see them you wanna see them work, you wanna get their feedback and their critique of your images, so there's that aspect. But there is also the camaraderie aspect of the workshop that I think is key and um, and a lot of people don't want to travel on their own Um, and uh, and a lot of people are the only photographer in their family and and uh, and as I said it's it gets really frustrating when you know you can't take the time you want so when you are when you're in a small group of like-minded people that's all you focus on. You don't have to worry about, Oh, can I take more time? Or, uh, oh, do you mind if I grab the shot? You have all the time you need you with people who have the same passion. So it's really that camaraderie and those friendships that develop and just being able to do what you love most without any restriction for a weekend or a week. And, um, I think that's just renews the. It renews the passion and the vision, and it just, people leave a workshop and they feel just so inspired and invigorated in a way. And, um, and it's just fun to see the the friendships that develop on workshops. I, I open private, um, uh, facebook groups for each one of my workshops and i have dozens and dozens and dozens of them they're still open you know from a few years back and and those friendships continue and they still share and a lot of them actually have, have come on different workshops together and they met on a workshop and and uh and just uh yeah it's that camaraderie that really makes it extra special uh, especially for people as i say who don't particularly want to travel on their own then mm-hmm. they're never on their own you know but they they have their time alone if they want to but even during their time off on the workshop you know people will hang up together they'll say oh let's just we have the evening off let's just go do some night photography you know and and uh, it's a fun way to to travel just like people go to places you know to Italy to learn how to cook for example you know those just to be with people who share the same love for something mm-hmm. i think is, is so much fun
1: do you ever get the type who comes to a workshop just because he wants to to take that beautiful photograph that is they saw they saw it on your website so they want to take that one the same one in the same spot and they might be disappointed because they didn't manage to take that one great shot <laughs> <laughs> well you know i
0: always approach it as you don't want to go with that shot in mind because then it's not even your photograph. And what's the fun? You want to go with a, I mean, you want to have a plan of some types of shots you want to get, but you want to be surprised. You want to let the street, the city surprise you. What's the point? I mean, of trying to get a shot that you've seen before. That To me, mm-hmm. that defeats the purpose. It's not yours. And I think you just need to let the... Let the street surprise you and uh, not so much have a a plan because you're going to miss a lot of things, too. So there is there's so much. Every every street has a story to tell. And uh, and I think you need to look at it with fresh eyes and not try to be influenced by somebody's work so much.
1: Yeah, maybe sometimes. Yeah, what all it's... I
0: can pro- provide is really ways to capture tips and tricks, and and uh, and pointing out what makes a stronger shot. Than, uh then another but uh but then when it comes down to it it's still going to be their vision and I could have two two students walking the same streets together and sometimes they go two by twos uh when we when the group split up splits up but um they will rarely see the same thing even though they they were next to each other the whole time so um yeah it's and that's what's so unique and so beautiful about street photography because no two photographers will ever capture the same thing and they can't even they can't even replicate it if they want to you know it's never going to happen again so
1: yeah but i think it's important maybe to to dispel the myth that uh, some people might hold that belief that the purpose of a workshop is to let them take the epic photograph of a lifetime of an epic location and uh, let them know that it's uh it's more than that if it comes it's great yeah. But if it doesn't it's uh... oh
0: it's the whole experience yeah. and uh and very often um people come to a workshop for the first time and they just get hooked because it's just uh yeah it's the f- it's the whole experience yes it's capturing those images but it's so much more than that um and, uh, and and just the, the whole fun part of, of traveling with uh, with friends, really. And uh, and it's it's it, unless you're doing, you know landscape photography where you can everything is scheduled and you you will be at such and such location if the light is just right and yeah, you can offer them the iconic shot of whatever, you know, if the if the stars align and the weather is just right and everything, but that's that's not something you can provide on the streets but I've on every single workshop I've seen images that I so from my students that I so wish I had taken myself um, that you know possibly I I didn't see or or I would obviously I wasn't at the right spot at the same time or but things that they see that that just blows me away. It's like, wow, this is just phenomenal. And it's a, such a great satisfaction to see that. They, and uh, it's probably not the, the shot that they had in mind originally, but they see something special and they quick enough to capture it. That's, yep. that's just awesome. Every good, time. Good stuff,
1: good stuff. Okay, I think we should wrap it up. We're about mm-hmm. at the half hour mark here. And so... Uh, before saying goodbye can you let our listeners know where they can find more about you online
0: well pretty much uh everything is linked to my website and that's com. v-a-l-e-r-i-e-j-a-r-d-i-n photography all in one word and uh every week on my street focus podcast which is all about street photography and uh and i'm Pretty active on social media too, and I'm new on Instagram, and it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: been I, I, saw, I saw you started posting the other day. I yeah, you. <laughs> it's,
0: uh, it's been fun. So yeah, it's uh, that's pretty much all I do. It's uh, I I photograph. I. Teach photography. I I podcast about it.
1: I write about it. It's what, what more could one want? I mean, it's a dream of a life.
0: <laughs> yes, it's so true. It's a lot of
1: work, but it's a lot of fun. So, and you will be in Rome in April. So maybe yes. we'll find if I can uh, manage to maybe. organize it. I might just uh, take the, that the train, cool. come down to Rome, say hi. And also, yep. your friend, our common friend, uh, Ken Right is going to be there. I think so
0: oh yes that's right yeah, yeah i remember yes uh, so it's gonna be a fun group uh, very international
1: I, I hope we can uh, meet again in rome say hi oh
0: and, that would be fun yeah it was really fun of, last uh, time and and we shared a lot of good uh, good laughs and uh, good conversation so it's always fun to uh,
1: to meet friends and it's always fun and, uh, and great to talk to you so we'll definitely see and, uh, and talk again so,
0: Thank you for but, having me on the show.
1: And You're welcome. Thank you for your time. And until next time, uh, take care and goodbye.
0: Ciao.
1: Ciao.